and that's the first time that anyone that I've been with has been called a... Clever. Clever. For the next hour... I'll cut back to 24 and a half minutes. The Dirty Disbelievers. Evil! Oh, what a lie. I can hear them, I can hear them all. What's going on? Give me more, Mr. Announcer Guy. On today's show, we ask, when should you have your passport taken away from a journey of self-discovery? Don't harsh my mellow man. I would like to know. Who are we to judge you? But we're going to anyway. And now, for the star of the show. I'm as free as the birds in the sea. I'm free to do what I want old time. I said I'm free to do what I want old time.
Dirty Disbelievers. Welcome, welcome, dear listener, to Dirty Disbelievers, unsanctioned and disavowed, episode nine of the Dirty Disbelievers. We're here as the sun sets over the Memus on Archive. Uh, well, not all three of us at the moment. I'm going to be uh, venturing out to tomorrow morning, or in a few minutes, your time on the podcast with Dr. Rachie and Richard Saunders to the Mind Body Spirit Festival, where they'll be wandering around and just seeing what people are really getting into, oh. and uh, which is the theme of our episode today. Don't harsh my melon, man. Or we're not here to judge you, but we will anyway. Now, Jay, you obviously have strong feelings on this. I mean, have you ever gone along to a mind body spirit festival? Yeah, I have. And, you know, for the most part, I found it quite entertaining and fascinating. Do you see some things there that obviously are a bit unusual and aren't based on fact that you feel is a bit... Huh? I see that everywhere, Maynard. I see that down in the mall. I see that just about on every piece of media I look at these days. So why should it be even more predominant the mind, body and spirit? In the beautiful tapestry of life, there is a mixture of people. Did you say, don't harsh my melon? Don't harsh my mellow. You know, people are there, they're going along, they're very happy with their little band on their wrist that they think makes, gives them extra balance or they might be taking a, a supplement that isn't proven to have any value, you know, that kind of thing. And people are happy doing that. Should you let them be happy doing that? Well, look, you know, respect given, but uh, I think we should prioritise what we need to go after in terms of, you know, looking at a better society. And I think we all need to look within... And and not to look without. I think that the mind, body and spirit might be an extremely easy target. And if we prioritised what we need to get to, which is the basic welfare of humanity, making sure people have food, clothing, shelter, and maybe a slight bit of sanity in this chaotically psychopathic world, then the mind, body and spirit is not huge on that list for me. Jamie Leonardo. Have you received any crank mail? We're big on crank mail here on the Dirty Disbelievers where you get to write your crank mail in and we solve your problem for you. Yes, well, I love crank mail. Let's go there. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. We've got a lot of crank mail this week. In fact, it's a bumper crank mail bag this week. We've got a couple of stuff that's coming through Twitter and some stuff through Facebook and the occasional email. And by the way, I'd like to thank supporters of the No Agenda show and also supporters of the Skeptic Zone podcast for uh, just giving us props up for uh, the show here. They've both been very supportive of us, and I thank both those groups. Well, we're sort of like, you know, a show without a home, and all of a sudden we've found a home in someone else's lounge room. We're disavowed and unsanctioned, but, you know, we're going to keep going until someone gives us a time slot somewhere. <laughs> A.D. Rag uh, writes to us, and it's a question about sport. He wanted to know what we thought about pseudoscience in sport. And, look, basically, my... Uh, look, I've got no truck with sport myself. I uh, Look, uh, and basically, this goes with the Olympics, too. I don't want Australia to lose. I just don't care. It's irrelevant to you, Maynard, isn't it? And in a way, sport really is I mean, irrelevant. It's, it's a healthy thing. Playing sport, I reckon, is great. All the exercise and everything. But there's a certain point where the NRL just gets so excited about itself that you, I just lose interest. I think that that sort of competition eventually just leads to war. So we ought to watch out. The problem with us not finding our time slot is the fact we don't have sport on here. I mean, any sport where you can have a drink, I'm down with. So that's uh, bowls and darts. I think that pseudoscience is quite popular in sport and it'll be a bit of a superstitious thing because sport, competitive sport, with all the stakes riding on it, 
can often be like gambling. You can be the best person at the top of your game, but you can have something happen that can cause you to lose that's got nothing to do with your ability. I agree with you there and also think that pseudoscience in sport may be recognised as real science because it's within the palette of sport. Although I am quite a fan of the ribbon and stick and the synchronised swimming. You know where they run around with the ribbon? That's cool. That is beautiful to watch. We can all Visually. do that in some way. Such, oh, we can all do that. We can do that when we're down at uh, the mall, you mm. know, with our cash register dockets. Now, we have a, a personal question that's been sent to here by C.R. Burkill on Twitter and writes, Maynard, what convinced you to do those ads for the karaoke tape video in 1989. Now, uh, I've got an answer for this, Jay. Did you ever know that I, I did an ad back? I, I put it up on YouTube a couple of days ago on my YouTube channel, and that's why he's seen it. So did you know I did that? I am shocked to even think you would have done that. It was called You're the Voice. They've stolen that idea, the Nine Network. You know, I used to be a social outcast, the death of the party, until I discovered You're the Voice, the karaoke video, CD and cassette that lets you, yes, you, sing the well, basically, my reply to uh, C.R. Burkill was, why does anyone do ads? And there's only one answer for that, money. I was convinced by the money that was offered for me to do that ad to do it. It wasn't because I had a burning passion for the lack of entertainment in people's home lives that I felt something had to be brought to them. Actually, have you ever been asked to do ads? You've been in an ad, Jay? I've been in a New Zealand beer ad, and uh, my colleague in that ad was a rock wheeler. B beer or something, DB beer, yes, there's that. Are you sure you're not getting mixed up with DB Cooper, guy jumped out of the plane with the money? No, I'm not getting mixed up with him, no. Okay. And look, look, another piece of crank mail, and I've got to say, this crank mail segment's long, it's great. Lisa R writes to us through our Facebook page, and you can go to the Dirty Disbelievers on Facebook. We'll be there. Drop us a question. You can get in the next time's crank mail. She writes that um, she looks at these stickers on the back of people's cars where they've got their family represented as stick figures, which is uh, endemic throughout Australia at the moment. And she wants to know what makes you, when she's driving behind a car that's got their stick, their family sticker on there. She thinks, what makes you think I give a fist about your family, she writes. And what do you think of this? I mean, you can put whatever you want on the back of your car. People have been putting bumper stickers on the back of their cars for decades. So maybe from a warning perspective, it's good. You know, it goes beyond the children in the family. It starts turning into the animals and the Mm -hmm. housing estate and people have got property listings. It's frightening. Wouldn't it be sad, like, you know, if uh, uh, you, you had to go through a divorce? So as well as, like, financially and, and emotional trauma, you've got to, like, remove, like, one of the, the people off, off the back of the car sticker. That would be bad. Gee, you've really raised a point there, yeah, haven't so, you? So, so suddenly you become a single-parent family. So it's so, like so, your Facebook status has changed, yeah. basically. <laughs> <laughs> so do you actually remove the offending partner or do you cross them out really angrily with a texter? What so way- does that mean you, it's basically like your Red Joe and you're out there, you've got a razor blade and you're getting rid of that dead member of the family? That would be horrific. And the, in the end, we're going to have their property, what's in their damn fridge, what's their <laughs> underwear, their socks, all that sort of stuff. It'll just probably be a 24-hour luminous billboard flashing up and down that's forever changing. When was the last time you had to harsh someone's mellow, Jay? Oh, look, it's an important thing to be assertive and to stand up when you need to be need to stand up. But really, I'm not going to go down there and upset people over their crystal sprinklings. Well, Jay, I'm sorry we couldn't have uh, Dr. Rachie and Richard here, but they're saving their energy for uh, tomorrow when we wander around uh, the uh, Alternative Festival. So where is the Alternative Festival online for what you're showing here at the Moomies on? 
movies on .org. The other day I was having a chat with a few sceptics about, you know, early movies that they'd seen that they really, really stuck with them. And I really enjoyed Chariots of the Gods as a kid. I would really like to see that movie that, that Shatner did that was a bit of a follow-up about aliens. Mysteries come. of the Gods. Now, what is that called? Mysteries of the Gods. Because I ran into a few Shatner fans that didn't know that he had also done a bit of in search of thing like Leonard Nimoy did. And Leonard Nimoy did. And that, well, was, a, that was a great movie with Shatner, wasn't Mysteries it? Mysteries of the Gods was sort of the unannounced sequel to Chariots of the Gods based on Von Daniken's work again, but bookended by Shatner. <laughs> There's the score for Chariots of God's international success. There's many people that have demanded uh, that I go searching for that score for them, Ed Cooper being one of them. So I actually gave Ed Cooper a vinyl copy. Let's have a bit of that to take us to the Mind Body Spirit Festival where I catch up with Dr. Rachie and Richard Saunders. Are you sure we can't get you to come along? No way. I'm not going down there to rain on anyone's parade and I've got my own NRG bracelets. Hang on, we just got this this late Twitter from Craig, who goes under the name Oz Genre on Twitter, and he asked me specifically about a show that I know little about, and I know you know a little bit about too, Phoenix Five, an Australian-French co-production, was it? If you want to see Phoenix Five, is it available anywhere on DVD? Unfortunately, it isn't, but eventually we may convince the ABC to unlock its archives and release. This is the incredible... Uh, it really is the Australian Star Trek, you know, based, I think, shot in Melbourne, 69, 68. And a most incredible theme, a great piece of stock music by Jacques Arel called Strange Galaxy. Let's have a bit of that now because, I oh, mean, it's a great show. And the ABC's got most of the episodes, have they? Well, I hope. I hope and I pray. If they haven't, we've got a few. The year 2500 AD. The crew, Captain Roke. Ensign Adam Hargraves, Cadet Tina Kulbrick, and their computeroid Carl. Their mission, to maintain peace and to patrol the outer galaxies of Earth's space control. Their constant threat, Platonus, who dreams of ruling the galaxies and, by using his computer through an innocent victim, plans to capture or destroy the Phoenix Five and her crew. Welcome to the Dirty Disbelievers. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, what do you reckon, Richard? I love the soundtrack. I, I, it takes me back to those wonderful days of the 1970s when alien spacecraft look a lot like 1970s NASA <laughs> technology. That's Richard Saunders, of course, and Dr. Rachel, how are you? I'm good, Maynard. I'm just, we've just walked in the front doors of the Mind Body Wallet Festival. Um, it's about my fifth time here, I think, so I'm not expecting much different to what I normally see. Well, look, uh, look I, I spoke to Jay last night in the bowels of the Mumizon, and, of course, he, uh, he's got various things to say about uh, uh, harshing people's mellow, which we'll report on later, but we've got a bit of crank mail to clear up here, OK? Oh, really? Hey, crank mail, crank mail, crank mail! Oh, oh that's that, a great yeah. theme, it's really. The, it's, the simple ones are the best. And actually, at the top of the crank mail, I would like to thank a No Agenda listener, Secret Agent Paul, for sending us in some jingles. He sent us in some new jingles for the Dirty Disbelievers based on the fact that we're Australian. He made them ACDC sounding. So uh, let's just play a little one of them now.
pretty rocking, hey? Like that. That's great. Wow. I really like that. <laughs> really, is it great when the listeners send you jingles yeah. completely announced? It's anyone out there, give it a go. But other, other crank mouse, though, thank you, Secret Agent Paul, one of the producers from No Agenda, for that. We're here at the uh, Mind Body Spirit Festival where we're going to be investigating. Well, not no, we're going to be wandering around and having a look and seeing what's going on. Because if, if ever science and alternative medicine and other alternative practices meet, it's here. Richard, why are you here? I'm here because this is here. Now, you were, <laughs> a, you were a judge on The One, the search for Australia's best psychics. And then it's crunch time when they face our judges. I'm sorry, you're not the one. Skeptic Richard Saunders. You know, it's not up to me to say psychics don't have powers. It's up to them to show me that they do. It sounds like they've just plucked words out of science. It's yet to be shown that these energies they talk about are real. Yes, but you guys were wrong about acupuncture. No, we weren't. You may get recognised and you you could well be, like, we could have, like, uh, people spitting on you. Well, you know, I live well, for the day. I'm certainly hoping for it. Yes, we live for the day. We'll see. I, I, it's people have been giving me sort of funny half looks out of the corner of their eyes, so we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, look, uh, Richard, that happens all the time. All the that time. happened before you were on that show. Well, let's get in there and get into it. We only have to go about a couple of metres, and you've been recognised already, okay. Richard, this man with a thick European accent. You're the sceptic from the one. He got that right. I think it could be a difficult passage for you this year, Richard, because, you know, as the face of Australian scepticism, people are ready to hate you before you even turn up. Oh, people hate me, and they'll never know why exactly, but they hate me. <laughs> Look, Richard, we're halfway down the first aisle, and you've been recognised a couple of times, but also I see a lot of people interested in looking around here. There's a lot of people that are, are, are quite happy to be here, and they don't look like they're being deluded or tricked in any way. The trouble is a lot of people come here thinking it's real. A lot of what here is real and they hand over their money. And if it was all done for fun and games, we wouldn't care. People can have the right to do whatever they want, role-playing, fantasy, whatever. But they're not. They're being told it's real. Over here on our, uh, we probably have about a room of about 60 uh, psychics or mediums giving readings to people there. I, I don't think I've seen 60 psychics in one place before. What do you call a group of psychics? I don't know, is there a collective now? We should make up one. Listeners, get to it. There's some stuff here that's really quite cool. As you would know, the, there's people over there trying to save the orangutan. Nothing wrong with that. And just behind us, there is a bunch of girls selling tea with stunning teapot hats on their head. Well, I'm looking forward to the lovely hot chilli sauces they have here too. A lot of good things here, undoubtedly. Mm. But just mixed up amongst them is uh, hardcore woo. I saw some face reading down there. That looks like you, you could read something from a personality. Like you could get an idea of someone's personality from their face. That's not completely out of the box. No, it's true. You, you can get a certain information by the way somebody looks. Of course, we all do that. But what they're suggesting is you can look deep into their future or their past or know their soul or whatever the case may be. It ends up being just like a cold reading. You do a tarot cards or astrology anyway. You are listening to the Dirty Disbelievers already in progress. Now, Dr. Rachi at the uh, festival here, I noticed you, you managed to actually walk past the live blood myscography section. What do they claim? And look, you spent many years at university wasted on that kind of thing. The reason I walked past that stall, Maynard, is because I'm banned from that stall because of previous visits here. And on the very first visit I came here, I grilled them extensively. And probably about the third visit, they'd asked me to go away. <laughs> so um, it's actually the same guy who's banned me. So I, um, I'm not allowed to stop by there anymore. What are their claims that you seem to have an issue with? They claim that by taking a sample of blood and putting it under a microscope, they can tell if you've got 
high cholesterol, if you've got bacterial infections, if you've got viral infections, if you've got any range of disease, you pick any disease and they claim they can tell by looking at your blood down the microscope. Uh, but can't scientists do that? Looking at blood you can see deformities in cells, you can yeah, see all sorts you, of things. You can't see viruses and bacteria, well you can see bacteria but you certainly can't see viruses on the sort of microscopes that they're using. And and no, they're not doctors, they're naturopaths. And the, the second thing they do is that they'll say, well, we can fix that by selling you this really expensive supplement. Well, the discussion I had with Jay, I asked him last night, you know, about harshing people's mellow. You could do that at quite an early phase by telling them what to buy at Coles. Or where do you draw that line? And do you think that that is causing a, a harm? That I mean, they, they might be spending more money than they should, but is it causing a harm? Yeah, of course it's causing harm because potentially somebody can go there and be told they have just some disease that they don't actually have or they do actually have a disease that's not then diagnosed. And so the longer they take to actually get proper treatment and proper diagnosis is damaging and is going to make them sicker. So these people have no responsibility. They shouldn't be looking at someone's blood when they don't know what it means. And then, I I mean, I just walked past and there's some poor old guy who looks like he's retired handing over his credit card. And potentially people can get harmed by that because they're not getting conventional treatment that works. You've been barred from there as well, Richard? No, I haven't. But it's again, it's a a situation where if I went down there, I think I'd have a pretty short fuse. Mm. And where, where do you think the line is? Like, where do you think the harm starts to occur? Uh, good question. I think there is there is a line. It probably varies from case to case. But you know what? We live in uh, under the rule of law, and there are laws there for a reason. And if they're bad, we change them. But basically, there are laws against getting ripped off. And I, I'm all for that. I don't like to see people getting ripped off. And we're only uh, two two, we're only two rows in, <laughs> so it's going to be a long afternoon, people. Strap yourself in or just strap yourself. Hang on, who's that over there? It's Max Markson from Marks and Sparks Publicity. I might just have to go over and have a chat to you. Richard, I mean, what is a publicist doing at an alternative festival like this? I, I can't imagine. I think you should go and have a talk. That's not new age music. That's almost a bit groovy you got there, Mr. Markson. <laughs> Absolutely. Just having fun at uh, the Mind Body Spirit Festival and just doing business, really. You're in the business of publicising people and letting people know about other people. Why here? I just thought because I would, shouldn't be here, maybe, so I thought I'd come here. When, when you see the unexpected uh, somewhere, that's what it's about. Yeah, but I, I've, got a, I've got a long credibility. I mean, I've been vegetarian since 1989. I do yoga. Wait, I've just got to meditate. Mmm. But I do, I'm publicity, and, and all these companies need publicity, so I'm uh, getting a bit of work for the publicity, and also I'm selling a few of my celebrities to get them some work as well. Now, as a publicist, has your extra fame from your TV appearances made it more difficult for you to do, to, do your work, or people think that they know you before you get there, so it's made it easier for you to do your work it's now? It's made it miles easier, because now I'm a, a failed reality TV star from Celebrity Apprentice. They expect that I've got this ability to be able to do publicity and get exposure, and they've seen me work. I mean, they actually saw me singing, dancing, and playing up on national TV. Well, can I ask you, what's the most unusual claim you may have seen here at the festival today? You, you know, the most unusual, I had somebody took my, like uh, they cleared my body. As you can see, it's a much clearer body than it yeah, normally well, they, 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 You have a great time here and I hope you find some interesting clients. I hope so too. I mean, uh, something's coming through now, I have to go. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm actually not very far away from a stall where Richard right now has managed to start an argument with someone who's selling um, some balance-type bands. Richard uh, is getting himself into a fair bit of trouble, which we can see, and uh, he's now about to uh, explain to the person that was previously a customer of the band that uh, maybe what the person was doing wasn't completely right. 
as you can imagine, Richard makes himself fairly popular at these kind of things. Now, Dr. Rachel, we're just looking at Richard making himself incredibly popular at the uh, balance band kind of store there, aren't we? Yeah, the guy who's sort of in charge has come out and is sort of hovering around, just trying to find out what Richard's doing, because he's sort of sabotaging what they're doing to prove that they're bits of expensive metal work. I think this is a classic example of Richard is actually harshing someone's mellow right behind us right now, isn't he? But he's only really harshing the people that are running the stands mellow, and there's a lot of money to buy one of these bangles, and Richard's demonstrated to them just then that you can do exactly the same with a rubber band. While Richard's having an argument with the balance band guy behind us, someone just came up to me and said, hello, what's your name? My name's Mary. Oh, look, now I've been doing a bit of a show on, you know, what it's like to be here today. What have you seen that you've found pretty interesting here? I've actually taken the time out to attend a couple of the seminars today. Mitchell Coombe I just came out of. And and what was he about? Was he be your own psychic? Was that him? Well, he was um, more or less explaining that everyone is psychic. And um, when you think about it, when you take the time out, I think he's right. I guess we always have little intuitions and little clues that give us things about what might be going on, and it it could just be we could be reading body language really well. Yeah, that can be part of it, but um, why are you reading the body language? Maybe because there's the spirit telling you to pay more attention. I've never really thought of it that way. So how can you take what you heard at the uh, forum and apply it? Have you learned something you might be able to do you couldn't do before? I think it's not so much that I couldn't do it before, but just to pay attention. When you do get these little um, inklings or these little ideas, don't brush it away as just being silly or non-logical because we've got to be logical. So you're saying keep your mind open to new things. That's right, just go with it. And is there something you're particularly looking here today for? Do you want cleaner water or are you looking for a nice massage as well? Uh, I think a massage would be going down really well. I saw the ones where the people are running their hands over the people and not touching them. Do you know what that is? Is that Reiki or something else? That's Reiki, yeah. I've done the uh, first stage of Reiki years ago and it's good. Reiki Reiki works. Enjoy your day and and, don't have your mellow harshed. Enjoy your time here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, you too. Oh, Richard, Richard, you were causing trouble over there with the, uh, with the, uh, with, with the guy who was selling the, the bands that would make you healthy. Um, you, uh, <laughs> you really didn't make yourself popular, did you? Tell us what happened. Uh, one of the times where I'll just uh, say it as, as I see it, it was uh, people selling a power band, and they were doing the same tricks that I've demonstrated all around the world, and I did the tricks back on them, and the guy running the stand got very angry with me and led me away, Maynard, to have a talk with me. But he says he'll take up our $100,000 challenge. But also, I, I just heard over your shoulder about the only thing I actually caught from your conversation was him claiming he had a research department or something like that. I don't care what he claims. All he has to do is pass a simple test. <laughs> well, Richard, we're about to go down the final aisle here at the uh, Alternative Living Spirit Festival that we're at. And uh, you've only got yourself in trouble twice so far. I can see the frustration showing on your face. You, you haven't really harshed anyone's mellow except for that guy who was selling stuff that didn't really like you, pointing out the fact that maybe he was incorrect. <laughs> You're being very diplomatic there, Maynard. Yeah, today, I must admit, after all the years of coming here, I've, yeah, I've let myself go a few times. But you know what? It's like, well, what are you, what are you going to do? Sometimes I, you just can't stand by. I mean, most of the time, though, I'm happy not to make a fuss. Mm. Now, we're just going to pass somebody down there, no names, no pack drill, who I don't find particularly nice. But mm. I, I'll just walk on by and I might look the other way. Surely people uh, have a right to spend their money any way they want, Richard, and um, most of these things aren't harming them. Well, they're absolutely right. People can spend their money on anything they like, but what we say is, for heaven's sake, they must know whether it is genuine or fake. If they're spending their hard-earned money on something that's fake, that's called a rip-off and a scam and a con, and that's illegal and morally reprehensible. 
And of course, uh, Richard has just been shooed away from the second stall again for asking too many questions and uh, harshing the mellow of the people at the stall. Oh. Yes, citizen, you may return to your harpsichord. Dirty disbelievers, come one and all, come one mainly, but just come. Let me tell you, it's been a very interesting afternoon here with Richard Saunders. Hello, Richard. I've only seen you get really angry about three times today. <laughs> oh, you weren't there the other six times, you mean. <laughs> and let me tell you, you, you were harsh in a few mellows, but only the mellows of the people selling stuff. Dr. Rachie, how did you go? Oh, yeah, I had a few arguments with people. But because, you know, I was just listening to them talking to other potential customers, and they were just making stuff up. And there was one place that actually made, had a big poster with a list of all, a whole lot of diseases. And it was only 20 minutes into the discussion with their assistant that I found out they don't claim they can fix any of those. It's just a list of diseases they're putting up there for the public benefit. No, it's that some of their customers have said helped. But that's in very fine print. And they tried to tell me that people wouldn't assume that our products can help with that. They're not that stupid, they said to me. Mm. Hmm. Now, now, Richard, there's a lot of a lot of people you argued with uh, said that there was personal testimony from a lot of people that claimed that their devices work. No, we heard it all. We heard the argument from... Uh, argument from popularity. Popularity and the argument from authority and the argument from antiquity, all being thrown at us today. The only one I didn't see was my favourite one I've learnt recently. That's the uh, the Texas sharpshooter fallacy. Anyone know that one? Oh, can you remind me, Maynard? I don't remember exactly how that one goes. It's great. It's where you've got two facts that are completely true but are completely unrelated and the people join them together to make oh. them a fact. I'll so remember. did we see that one today, did we or not? <laughs> I think we saw everything in the book today, Maynard. Now, you have been harshing people's mellow butt, but uh, how do you feel when you've got, you know, you, you let people down a bit there, Richard? You, you, you actually get very angry. You get quite fired up. I did on... OK, today I did it on a couple of occasions, but they and, deserve, and, and, they deserve and, it. And, and, and you were called rude words more than once, and let me I tell you folks at home, <laughs> that, that that word was not clever. I was, I was called a very rude word today, in fact. But it just says to me, this person is a shonk. And uh, Dr. Rachi, uh, what rude word did you get slung at you? I never, I didn't get called a rude word, and I've, I've been coming here for several years, and that's the first time that anyone that I've been with has been called a... Clever. Clever. And um, I'm really surprised. And so what is the final word from you guys about harshing people's mellow? You've seen a few of the lines where people are being interested in buying things that maybe aren't completely proven here today. What, from your experience here today, should be that line? The line is if they're being ripped off. If they're being ripped off, that's the line. If they're buying something they know full well it doesn't work and they're buying it for fun, great, let them buy it. But if they think it works or they're being told it works or led to believe it works, that's, that's the line. Look, I think, Maynard, there's a lot of fun stuff here as well. You know, I've, I've spent $10 on some veggie crisps. And... Say, uh, the, the, the sign that said 60-second hand treatment got my attention. <laughs> I mean, you know, just, just next to me right now is an angel and guidance artist. He'll draw your guardian angel for you, and you can get your aura photographed, and that sort of stuff is harmless. But, you know, on the surface of it... Some of this stuff looks pretty harmless, but once you start digging, you'll find they make all kinds of medical claims. They claim to help with chronic disease, with terminal disease. But once you start asking them questions, they can't answer them. And, you know, I, I did tell someone that they were being unethical because they were suggesting that their product could help with all kinds of diseases that they couldn't actually substantiate when I spoke to them. Well, I think we should go out with some MILF. It's the only way to finish the show. Music I'd like to forget. And today we're going to have something I don't think many of you have heard of. We're combining some nice hardcore rapping with the arrhythmics 
with a brass band. Have you ever heard anyone rapping with a brass band before? No, but I love the sound of that, Maynard. Okay. <laughs> See you next time on The Dirty Disbelievers. As we said, by the end of the show, you won't be any wiser, but I think we've all learnt something today. <laughs> uh, we certainly have. Yeah, don't harsh my mellow man. You get away from me. You're clever. <laughs> you and your bloody university learning. going on. But Tony Push, don't harsh my mellow man. Where do you sit on this issue? I know uh, harshing my mellow has a, a number of guises and even more names. Busting flow might be one of them. It's, it's when your uh, regular activities are uh, are interrupted. Um, for instance, stopping someone to tell them what they're already doing. Excuse me, you're holding a microphone. So say, um, this is the one way to get around of it. So, I know what you're saying. It's just that I feel woozy when I watch your mouth move. And what you're saying is great. I just think it looks better the further away I stand. And then you just turn and, and walk off. That's one way to get around having your mellow harshed. Oh, yes, I do remember actually uh, in the workplace there was a bit of harsh mellowing going on whereby folks would constantly ask me for my tools. They, they didn't want theirs. They wanted mine. And so they'd say, yeah, could you pass me that number, please? And you'd give them your number and uh, you'd never see them again, pretty much. Always 
if you're in that situation, carry two sets of tools. One for yourself, which you keep sort of secreted, like, you know, maybe a number down the leg or something, and a set for them, which could be plastic and half broken. And, you know, the prank tools is one way around that. All the harsh mallow, all the twisted melons, all the busted flows really are brought on yourself. You told me so. Give only yourself to blame. Tell you what, save up some money, get a bank loan, steal a motor, make it your own. Just walk away from people whose voice gives you a cause to moan. It'll be a little holiday to the land of what I think. I told you so, and you've only yourself to blame. And where do you think the line should be drawn? If you see someone that's doing something wrong or they're causing themselves a problem, at what point should the line should be drawn too harsh someone else's mellow? Realise that it's, um, they're probably halfway through a lesson learnt, a harsh lesson learnt. You know that um, if they're wandering along with the latches on their suitcase open, you know that sooner or later the suitcase is going to fall apart. So next time they may uh, be in less of a hurry to pack their own bags. When push comes to shove. What's going on? I've just seen in the ABC offices a CD that was going out to be recycled. You can hear Tony Push in the background. Ah, frustrating. Uh, He's looking through the ABC Local Radio's Guide to Australian Bird Song, a three-CD set that has over 100 birds recorded. And Tony Push, being the bush guy that he is, he goes out there. Where did catch him? I said, what's your favourite bird? And you're a bit disappointed by the selection of birds available. Well, I want the sooty oyster catcher or nothing. I know I'm being a little pedantic in amongst the zebra finches and the hooded robins and the Australian ravens and mistletoe bird. Ooh, they have a hard time. They have to wipe their bum extra hard because the uh, the mistletoe seed, which to be germinated needs to pass through their digestive system, they've got to wipe it, wipe it, and it's got a really sticky coating underneath the uh, the flesh of the seed. And so when they eat it because they love it, they love the uh, mistletoe seeds, they end up having to really wipe their bum hard on the twig because of the stickiness, it takes on some of the characteristics of the host tree. Now, if that ain't the thing, uh, uh, John Carpenter, so come in. So Mistletoe bird is what the thing's all about. I think symbiotic is the thing you're looking at. <laughs> Before you get any more excited about the birds that Where's aren't the there. Okay, let, let's, what's, what's the bird? We'll have a listen to that. The call of that bird as it could be wiping its bottom. Oh, oh, I don't believe this. Page 35. Page 35 of the ABC Local Guide to Australian Birds, the Mistletoe Bird. The Dirty Disbelievers. I feel better already.